Welcome back to the Mompreneur Mastermind Show, where we choose to run insanely successful passive income businesses that light us up while consuming iced coffee, braless and flawless, and maybe breaking it down to some gangster rap while our kids aren't looking. <laughs> did we just become best friends? Yes, yes we did. Hey, I'm Stephanie Gass, six-figure corporate exec turned top 1% network marketer turned podcaster. I believe when we let God light our path, we experience true miracles. Welcome, sister. Let's get pumped up for today's show. First question is from Ashley Carroll, and she was wondering, what are the big don'ts and do's for your website homepage, and what should you make sure to have on there? So when it comes to your website homepage, you guys, you have to think of this as um, like the cover to your magazine, okay? So inside of your website, you have all the little components like meet, meet me, the about me section, the how to work with you, contact you, stuff that you recommend, your products, your courses, like all the things are there, your blogs, your podcast page. But what's the most important thing on a magazine cover? It's who are you, right? What is this magazine? Who are you? What do you do? And the highlights of what your brand stands for and what your website has to offer. So if you were going to think of it as the cover to your magazine, that homepage of your site, what would you have on there? So I know Ashley Carroll super well. She's a client and student of mine. So Ashley, on your website homepage, you would want to have um, obviously, Ashley Carroll from So She Grows podcast, a uh, top podcast for Christian motherhood and uh, Christian wives and transformation in your motherhood communication and something, right? So you're going to talk about like, what's the title of your magazine? What do you do? Then you're going to have an amazing picture of you. And then you want to think about what are the juiciest things that I offer? What are the solutions that I provide? And those are going to be the little categories on your homepage. You can do the best of the podcast, have three episodes that are best of, and then you can have some testimonies. Then you can have a work with me or listen to all the free juicy content over here on my show with a button. It's the cover to your magazine. Hey, Charity. Hey, if you guys are on live, say what's up. Uh, yeah. What should you not have on the homepage of your website? Um, you should not have, oh, and you should have a freebie. You guys need to have an opt-in of some kind on the homepage of your website. What should you not have? Um, your blog, like anything that's really content rich, take a button over to where it's content rich. Hey, Brooke, how are you guys? Hey, everybody. All right. Next question. Uilani asks, best strategy for planning content. Uh, oh, hey, Michelle. Okay, best strategy for planning content is to repurpose. It's to repurpose, guys. So I don't really, this is me. This is me, okay? I don't really love to create a bunch of content really far out because I don't know what I'm going to be feeling. Uh, hey, Uilani, I'm just answering your question. So... I don't really like to create content that goes out past roughly 45 days because I don't know what I'm going to be selling. I don't know what I'm going to be excited about. I don't know what inspiration that God's going to lead me to. And so I like to just repurpose. That's how I plan content. So I know roughly what I want to talk about, give or take over the next couple of weeks. 
and I do have some episodes pre-recorded, but I leave space so that I can have um, inspired, so that I can just have inspired action in between. And I leave open spots for me to be creative. So for example, I knew what I was going to talk about today on the podcast. And then next Monday is open so that I can have a moment of inspiration. If I don't have something that I want to talk about on Monday, I just pull up from the episodes that are pre-recorded. Now, how do I repurpose that? I take the one blurb that I write for my podcast description and my VA shares it everywhere. She shares it to Pinterest, Facebook, Facebook group. Um, I post it in Instagram stories. We send an email out with that. And um, yeah, so like for me, it's not so much about planning content. It's about repurposing it. That one little description, that one podcast episode goes everywhere. Okay. Hey, Renika, if you guys are watching live, say what's up. If you're watching the replay, just pretend you're live. It's so much more fun. Um, Teresa Huff asked, is it, is a quiz good for a freebie? Um, well, maybe (laughs) depends on what your quiz is about. I spent a lot of money on quiz software for opt-ins and they never really converted. People would start the quiz. Like I had a huge rate of people that would start the quizzes, but they never completed them. So my, my best performing opt-ins is a simple checklist for my podcast, like how to start a podcast. It's a checklist. The second highest opt-in that we have is, um, the mompreneur business blueprint because it's really, really content rich and it's really helping you guys solve a problem that you're asking me all the time. So it's not about whether it's a quiz or whether your freebie is a checklist or whether your freebie is a video. It's about Does your freebie solve the number one problem that your person has in a simple, easy way? And is it uncomplicated to get it? I think the reason that quizzes don't convert is they're not, it's not easy. It's annoying. Like we don't have that much time. Okay. So there's my two cents on that. All right, let's go to the next question. This is from Angel McElhaney. How do you get on virtual summits and is it the same thing as podcast pitching? This is a great question. So, uh, I've only been on two virtual summits and they came to me and asked me to be a part of it. But what you could do is you can go into the groups where you think your similar niche, um, influencers are. So Angel, you could go into mompreneur groups and blogging groups and podcasting and groups and work from home mom groups and gold digger and all of those Facebook groups and ask, hi, who's running a summit in here? I would love to get featured. This is what I talk about. I talk about multi-passionate moms. I talk about blowing up engagement, Facebook group engagement. Um, I would love to come on and teach my systems for growing community and um, fostering leads using social media connection strategies, right, Angel? Um, someone tag Angel because she's going to want to see this. So Angel, you can go in there and do some outreach. The other thing you guys might consider is do your own summit, do your own virtual summit and invite other people to be on with you. All it is, is a collaboration of people with similar markets, doing videos, doing interviews together, sending it out to their list and then sharing the people that opted in with each other. Like it's actually very simple and it's really fun. And so if you can't find any, you can do one yourself. Is it the same thing as podcast pitching? Um, yes, pretty much it's visibility. 
it's a visibility play. Okay, next question. Jenna Griffith asks, how to land sponsorship deals for your podcast? Hey, I'm on a video. Can you go um, play with daddy for a few minutes? Huh? Yeah, we did the trains. Oh, you did the trains? Okay, then you can do 30 minutes of, of technology. Ready? Next. Um, you guys, if you haven't listened to my podcast episode about how we do a playlist as a family, you need to go listen to that one because I talk about how um, we have the kids do a playlist to earn their technology time. And the best days, we get down to about an hour a day. But for now, it's around two hours. So that's such a great episode if you guys are like, how do I get my kids to just be busy so that I can get things done? The playlist is the strategy, and um, it's, it's one of my podcasts. So we'll link it below for you guys. Anyway, okay, let's keep going. How to land paid sponsorship deals for your podcast. Um, well, you have got to be super excited about a product, service, or, or um, human enough to the – enough to the point that you are constantly using it and recommending it. Like you guys don't take a sponsorship offer just because you want money. Only take sponsorship deals that, that offer a solution to your listeners, your uh, subscribers, your blog readers that you can't offer. Example. Um, I'm constantly being asked for contracts like Steph, what do you use for contracts? All of that. And I did not, I'm not going to do that. I'm not a lawyer. And I didn't want to offer a really expensive solution. So when the contract vault reached out to me about sponsoring me, I normally say no. 99% of sponsorships, I say no. But this one was a solution that I couldn't provide. And I knew that you guys needed an affordable option. So I was like, okay, I'm totally open to this. And so we, uh, they came up with what they wanted to do. We came up with a solution to where it was mainly profit up front, which is amazing. So you guys can negotiate between profit up front, a commission profit structure, or purely commission. For sponsorship deals, I prefer profit up front and to get paid because you guys haven't heard me talk about it a bajillion D times, so you may not convert really high at the beginning. Uh, so I kind of just like to, to cover my bases, and I prefer profit. So I said yes to that offer, and um, that was someone that came to me. Now, in contrast, let's say that there was a planner that I loved. I was so excited about this product. And I wanted them to come be a sponsor. I would just shoot them an email. Be like, hey, I love your product. I've used your product for four years. I promote your product. I'm already an affiliate. So they know that you're legit. And then tell them, I would love for you to sponsor a show. I'll pitch your company and your product. You hook my listeners up with a coupon code. And we'll set up a commission structure for that. That's it. You just reach out. And... um what to charge for this. There are industry standards. You guys can Google those. That's fine. Um, I charge a premium because those spots are worth a really high profit margin because I can just sell my own stuff and make 80% profit margin. So if you're going to sponsor my show, they really have to pay a premium. However, people are willing to pay a premium as sponsors if you have niche listeners. Right. So, for example, if you have a podcast all about self-love and past trauma 
and you get a sponsor in the online therapy space, you're so niche. Every human being listening to that show is going to be open to online therapy, I hope. So they will pay you more knowing that you have a niche market. Cool? Okay, next question from Suzanne Bauer. What are the pros and cons of batching tasks? Uh, We already covered this one. I'm just going to say that. Oh, no, we didn't cover this. Batching. Okay, so the pros of batching is creating a bunch of stuff up front, like podcast episodes, so it saves you time and energy in the future. The con is that you now are stuck with, like, what you created. So, again, my only thing I want to say here is that if you're going to batch, batch your Instagram or you're going to batch your podcast episodes, if you're going to pre-write captions, leave yourself room for creative flexibility. Every other I leave open because I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to be led to say and I can't not be allowed to say it because I already batched my episode. So leave yourself room for creativity. Batching is amazing. I think it's a great idea to have a couple of weeks of episodes or descriptions or whatever you want to batch pre-done so that you have some some wiggle room if life gets cray-cray. Next question. Um, Kendra D. Carroll asks fun ideas to get an email list ramped up. Yeah. So one of my favorite strategies for boosting my email list, you guys, is to go into Facebook groups with my freebies and be like, Hey, you guys, I have a brand new freebie that I created. It's the uh, mompreneur business blueprint that walks you through how to start a profitable business from in order from step one to step, whatever. Are any of you willing to take a look at it and give me your feedback? And I'm serious about that. I do want people to give me their feedback and to look at the freebie. I have gotten hundreds on hundreds of people this way. And it boosts my email list and I send them the freebie and they all check it out and then they come and subscribe. And it's awesome. So there you go. There's a free strategy for you on that. Michelle Moore asks, how do you pitch yourself to be on other shows? This is a huge block for me. I'll admit, I think part of it is a confidence problem, but I also don't know where to start. Okay. So if you're going to pitch yourself to be on podcasts, you guys want to consider a couple of things. Number one, what other show has your niche, has your demographic? Don't pitch people just to pitch them. Find one that you can actually add value. Okay. Then you want to actually check it out and listen and like be a little bit knowledgeable about their show. Like I can tell when somebody pitches me and they don't know what I'm all about. They come over and they're like, oh, will you teach funnel? Can, can uh, we come on your show and like teach funnels and it's a, a businessman with a weird business podcast. And I'm like, um, this is the mompreneur mastermind show. And I'm like, not all about funnels. Like this is really weird. No, you cannot. But someone that comes over and they're like, hey, Steph, like I have a similar niche. I noticed you haven't taught on blank on LinkedIn or something. Can I teach on this topic? Like come with value. What can you teach that they haven't taught? And then get in the DMs and do it casually. So my second tip here is after you've discovered a podcast that has a similar niche and then you... um pitch them, just do it normally. Be super normal. So for example, if I was going to come pitch Renika, who runs um, the podcast for teens and really want to help 
inspire her audience. Let's say that I'm a counselor for teens. I would come to Renika's inbox and be like, Hey, Renika, I noticed you run Real Talk for Teens. I love your podcast. I'm actually a counselor for middle school middle school students. I would love to come on your show and pour out some value about how learning from home is kind of hurting our social skills and how we can still uh, grow socially as teens and as parents, how we can foster that growth. Are you open to this? Of course, Renika would, well, I think Renika would say yes, because... I'm coming to her with value. I'm talking to her about why I'm a good fit for her show. So you guys, if you just take an extra 10 minutes to prepare and not just come across as spammy and self-serving, you are going to get yeses. And pitch 10 shows and expect one to two yeses when you get started, okay? Next one, Sarah Ann. When you coach someone and use it for the podcast later on, how does that work? Do you ask for permission? Has anyone said no? Ooh, great question. Uh, okay, so what we do is when somebody signs up for coaching with me, they get their contract and they get a release. They can choose to sign the release. If they choose to sign it, I can use our episode on the podcast. Now, it's totally optional. And I have had people say no. I think I would have, I probably have 10% of the people that I coach who say no. Most people say yes, which is really exciting. Um, that's how that works. It's really simple. Now, I also am really clear like, hey, I am not promising that your episode's gonna make it because I coach 10 people a week. Like, I don't have the capacity to share everyone's episode. So in the email, we say, Please sign this release if you give us permission to use the, uh, the coaching on the air. However, no promises. Like uh, coaching sessions are chosen based on a variety of factors and timing and uniqueness of the situation and blah, 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 blah. Okay. All right. Next question. We got two more, three more questions here. I'm going to try to get through these as quickly as possible because I have a coaching call in 12 minutes. Sarah Ann asks, second question from Sarah Ann. Tips on pricing for coaching for the first time. I have a large audience on YouTube and I'm launching my podcast in a few weeks. Yay, get it girl. I'm going to start offering coaching, but I have no clue how to price half an hour. So Sarah, you want to consider what is your value in the, uh, in the work marketplace because you want to be able to charge something that you feel really worthy at that price point. The second thing you want to consider is what are you coaching on? What are you coaching on? And then third, you want to ask yourself, what is the result of my coaching worth to someone? And number four, where is my person at? So for example, if you're going to coach on um, makeup tutorials and you're teaching a brand new stay-at-home mom how to do her makeup, you need to price accordingly, right? Like what would this cost in the marketplace? I don't know, 30 bucks an hour. What is my worth in the marketplace? Let's say you could charge 30 bucks an hour in the marketplace. Where is she at? Well, she probably doesn't have a ton of expendable income because she's a stay at home mom and you're teaching makeup, not minimizing makeup. I'm just saying that she can also do that for free on the internet. So I would probably start that one at 37 bucks an hour, for example, versus, okay, okay I am teaching, um, I am teaching how to go from six figures to seven figures. I'm teaching the launch strategy of going seven figures in your business. My value is $1,000. If I was to go do consulting on this in the marketplace, oh my gosh, great. 
I am talking to someone who's already established at six figures. They're making 500 K a year. They want to go next level. Um, I think you can charge a thousand bucks an hour. Now here's the other thing. Start lower so that you can saturate so you can get social proof. And then as soon as you've booked out your calendar for 60 full days, okay, 60 to 90, if you really want to be safe, but 60 is good. You're like booked solid for two months in a row. Raise your prices. Next question. Dali Garza, what social media platform should I focus on to get more traffic? I am overwhelmed by Instagram, Facebook, the group page, Pinterest, and LinkedIn. Okay, so Dali, the problem and why you're overwhelmed is you did not mention one platform that you own. You guys are overwhelmed because you cannot build a business on social media. Social media is here to cultivate. You guys already, you are, you guys didn't come here. You guys didn't find me on Facebook. You didn't find me on Instagram. You found me on my podcast. Where did you guys find me? Those of you that are watching. And if you're doing the replay, comment below. What was your first, first experience with me? Was it hearing me on another show? Was it on my podcast? Was it my YouTube videos? What was it? How did you find me? Share. So if you're overwhelmed, stop focusing on social media. Go listen to my episode from today. You guys go listen to it. It's episode 213. It'll change your life. Just, just go, just go listen. Okay. You're going to love it. But if you really want one social media platform, pick the one that lights you up, set boundaries, and then share it. Just share your podcast or share your YouTube or share your blog. Those are the three that you can own. YouTube, podcast, or blog. You must have one. You must. If you choose podcasting, do it with me in Podcast Pro University, and I will teach you all my ways. Yay! All right, next question. Jane Chun, is it worth having a YouTube channel and a podcast channel for different audiences? Should you record yourself visually for YouTube and then use the audio for the podcast? Okay, um, first of all, you shouldn't have two different audiences. You need to find the common denominator between your audiences so that you can grow one brand for 99% of you. That's the answer, okay? You then need to pick one platform that you show up on that's like your thing. Pick the one that is the best fit for you. If you guys noticed, my child walked in here 10 minutes ago and slammed the door. Like, that's a normal occurrence. So video is probably not my jam. However, podcasting is what's up because I can sit behind the mic. I can just be me. Like video is also distracting for me. And, and, um, I just like to speak. Speaking is my thing. So I choose podcasting. However, inside of Podbean, where I host my show, I just click the button that says share to YouTube. It shares all my episodes with all my SEO, with all my titles and my juicy descriptions already over there for me on YouTube. I choose to not have video because I just want to do it automated and easily and simply. Now, if you wanted to have video, you totally could record your podcast in zoom with the video on, take the MP3 for your show, for your podcast and the video file for YouTube. Perfect. But don't create two separate things. No, no, no. Last question. Megan Whiteside, ideas on what to do weeks before launch to create buzz. Okay, I've done so many launch episodes on my podcast, so please go listen to those. But I'll give you just super quick in a nutshell. You need to create a list of every single person you know. All of those people are going to leave you a written review on the day of launch. Okay, number two, create a launch team. Have people be excitedly sharing 
sharing your episodes for you over the first three days and give them a gift or a, or a giveaway for being part of the launch team. You're going to have to give them what you want them to do each day to drive traffic. And you can also make it fun, make it a contest, almost as if they're affiliates for you and they're promoting your podcast. The entire goal of a launch, you guys, is to get written reviews. That's it. Written reviews within 48 hours of launch. Why? We want to drive the algorithm. We want to get high on the charts and you want a chance at hitting new and noteworthy. What else can we do? Um, you can make sure that you have SEO, killer keywords, an amazing tagline. Your art is, is next level. You didn't color it with the crayon. You know what I'm saying? Like it's clear. Your description is stellar and that you launch with three episodes. So those are some inner strategies that you can do. You can promote everywhere on social media. You can, um, Give people an inside sneak peek at what's coming. You can do a giveaway. You can do a contest for everyone that leaves you a review. Yay! I hope you guys love this q and I'm going to do another one later today over in Podcast Pro University for all of my podcasting students. And if you guys are not a student of PPU, let's go. Come on. If I have, like, how can you not have a podcast yet and be on this journey with me. Podcasting is so much fun. So if you guys are not in PPU, you can learn about it at podcastprouniversity.com. Join us. There's over 320 students. Everybody is having success. It's amazing. You're going to love it. Podcasting is easier than you think. I'm going to give you all my strategies. You can just repurpose. You can do it from home in your PJs, from your closet. You can delete the section where your kid came in and slammed the door and talked about poop. Like, it's so good. It grows your audience. It grows your profits. And all of my strategies are in this course, plus the community. Like, it's amazing. So learn about that there. And um, y'all, if you want coaching from me, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm pretty much booked for October, like actually, literally. I think I have two slots left for the entire month of October. So if you want to grab a session, I would hop on that. You can just email us at support at stephaniegass.com and we'll squeeze you in. We'll get you on the books. God bless you guys. If you like Mama Soul, leave a review. Pretty please. Hey mama, real quick before you go, if you found value in today's podcast and you learned something new, take a screenshot for me, post it up in your Instagram stories and be sure to tag me because together we can empower, educate and shift the way that mamas look at life because sister friend, we actually can have it all. Let's claim it.